Uh, Indiana passed Senate Bill uh, 274, led in the Senate by Jim Merritt, in the House by uh, Peggy Welch and Randy Truitt. Uh, but really, I think they would say uh, they'd give full credit to the uh, students who brought this issue to our attention uh, in, in too many cases, and one would be too many. Students were hesitant to come to the aid or to summon aid uh, to, uh, to a, a friend uh, who uh, had overindulged in alcohol, and sometimes with tragic consequences. And they'd hesitated because uh, they were afraid of bringing trouble down on themselves, and they took a chance they shouldn't have taken. And so uh, uh, the, uh, even while the student groups involved, as they were just telling me, are working very hard to eliminate these events in the first place, probably the most important thing that could be done. Uh, they recognized and thought Indiana law should recognize that it might still happen and that under uh, carefully defined circumstances, kids who, or young people who did uh, uh, the right and necessary thing and, and summoned medical assistance could do so without fear of repercussions for themselves. So it's a common sense bill, but as they were just describing to me, it needed to be explained, needed to be argued for and advocated effectively. But they did that, and uh, proof of that is how the, the enormous uh, majorities with which it passed. So we, as always, want to thank the legislators, Peggy, Randy, and Jim. But today, uh, in particular, we are thanking the students who uh, raised this issue and wouldn't go away until uh, uh, their uh, representative government had responded to them. We're very proud of them for that, and, and the state is grateful to them. So. Questions for uh, any of these folks? Governor, I was wondering if the Higher Education Commission, State Police, or anyone going to be doing any education to let um, college campuses, but even folks who are not in college, know this law That's a really good uh, uh, point, and I'll, uh, I'll inquire and make sure. I, my guess is they're probably already in motion, but. Um, we, uh, we learn over and over again, you can never take for granted that things that are well known here, well known to those of you who cover events, uh, have 
really percolated and permeated. So we will work on that. And uh, my guess is that, that these same advocates will make sure it's well known on the campuses of Indiana, but that's only a, as your question points out, only part of the, of the opportunity for, that this bill creates. Nikki, they have already have their own website, indianalifeline.com, and uh, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a active website. And I think if anybody goes to that, it's a good template for anybody to uh, follow. Yeah, at Purdue. What? Um, come here, Brett. At Purdue, this past year, we started a program called Alcohol Edu, which is an online alcohol educational program. Um, we had over 10,000 students who participated in that this year. Um, so that's that's kind of an existing medium where we can educate uh, about this law. Also, we've we've already allocated some of our budget uh, in student government specifically for educational efforts, um, a marketing campaign so students know, uh, know that this is out there and it kind of um, can factor this into their decision making because it is a very, very tough decision sometimes has to be made. Brett Hiley from Purdue. Two yes, two cheese. H-I-G-H-L-E-Y. I don't think that, that they're necessarily unwilling. I think that there's just so much uncertainty involved. Um, you know, where, where is that line? At what point do I need to make that call? Um, and I think a lot of cases that line is much sooner than students would realize. Um, so this, this helps them to, I think, make that decision sooner on, which could be the difference between um, life or death in some cases. Sure, I, I can say that um, on our campuses we have a similar policy that's been in place um, for this school year. And um, on Purdue and I use campuses combined, it was used six or seven times this year. Uh, so it's not, it's not incredibly rampant, but you know, the stakes are very high in those situations, so it's very important. And I think as we continue to be able to educate on it, that we'll see it, it used more. Thank you. Thank you. Governor, how have you I think by uh, asking and, and learning that it's accompanied by very aggressive efforts by the very same campus organizations and leaders uh, to treat that as the first problem and to, uh, to uh, encourage their classmates to, one, obey the law, two, to, uh, to be moderate uh, when their drinking is legal. That obviously has to be the first point of emphasis, but this is a backstop for those situations in which some young person um, does something reckless. Governor, can I add a little bit to that? Yeah, come on, Justin. Uh, we, we had to address this issue a lot, um, especially in the very initial phases of crafting this bill, because we absolutely did not want to send the message that drinking underage was at all permissible. Um, so when we were you know, discussing this with legislators, we talked about the two different decision points that we're talking about. First is the decision point, I'm going to drink or I'm not going to drink. And then there's the second decision point, I'm going to call an ambulance or not. Um, all of you, and especially the, the people behind me, know that uh, college students in our generation thinks we're invincible. No one goes into a night of drinking thinking 
what's going to happen if I have to call an ambulance. So any suggestion that, um, that, that encouraging someone to call an ambulance in those rare occurrences that it does happen, um, really th th those two decision points just are kind of inc incongruous. So encouraging a, a, the right decision in one really has nothing to do with, with the second um, because students just think they're invincible. And then you had a question about what are students or what are um, universities doing. And IU is kind of taking a more structural approach in re-examining, we were talking about earlier, uh, the, the course schedules. So uh, maybe instituting more Friday classes so that the Thursday, Friday, Saturday weekend, uh, typical college weekend might be minimized um, and taking some more overarching things like what Brett was talking about. I'm uh, Justin Kingsolver, K-I-N-G-S-O-L-V-E-R, from IU. Thank you, Justin. Can I say something? Sure. <clears throat> Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Governor. Uh, Jim Merritt, M-E-R-R. <laughs> uh, um, Which school? <laughs> Indiana University. Uh, this piece of legislation does not pass without these in, all of these individuals, and you can tell that they're just outstanding at the mic, they know what they're talking about. And if you, if you go back in the archives with the videotape, when they came from their college campus to testify on this bill, uh, there, there aren't a, uh, too many legislators that can testify in front of a committee better than these individuals. And, and the governor's correct, these, these folks are the reason why this piece of legislation uh, pass. They, they were dogged. They, when they came to me initially, you can see from the question you had, this was a controversial subject. I asked the same question as you had and, uh, and how you parallel not drinking and be responsible and, and what happens if you're not. And having three college-age kids, uh, I was I'm concerned all the time. And, and uh, uh, just congratulations to you all. And, and these individuals in the legislature helped a lot, but also uh, Senator Randy Head and uh, Representative Judd McMillan played a large role in, in making sure that the legalese and making sure that this bill was, was a, a quality, uh, it would end up being a quality law. And, and, and Governor, I, I want to thank you very much for spotlighting this today because this is a, um, this is a topic on campus that is well um, uh, conversed about and, and I'm glad we're putting a, a spotlight on it today. I'll be sorry, too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leslie, go ahead. The new poll out that shows that Senator Luger is down by 10 percentage points. I just wonder what your reaction to that is and what's your message for voters? Is it, is it worth those who support Senator Luger going out and voting? Oh, well, I hope everybody uh, will vote, regardless of their point of view. More participation is uh, valuable all by itself. So, you know, the voters, will, the voters will decide and we'll respect their decision. I suppose so. They, uh, I'm not tracking each and every one of these, but the others I'd seen had a, a, a whole lot closer than that. Are you going to do anything this weekend more to help support your I don't have anything planned, but I, my, my viewpoint's pretty well known by now. I, I suppose anybody who watches much television has heard it, so <laughs> I don't have anything to add to it. Do you have any more endorsements? No. Oh, I, I'll leave the uh, punditry to you guys. Uh, I, I think, yeah. Um, 
I, I, I just think that I would just caution everybody uh, to recognize there are multiple factors involved here, that, and uh, those who, who vote for um, his opponent uh, will not all have the same set of reasons. And so I, I do think, and I, I've made this comment to uh, journalists from other places who aren't as close to it as each of you is, and uh, you know, just don't, don't view these things in a one-dimensional way. Uh, there, are, there are multiple factors at play. And I, as to which of those will, uh, will have the most uh, impact, we can puzzle that out after we know what happened. Sure, they have twice before he's been elected statewide twice in the last uh, five, six years. So uh, he's a thoroughly credible person, you know, friend and ally of mine. I was in an uh, awkward position to say the least here between two people I uh, know and like and admire. But uh, one of them uh, I have a lifelong loyalty to and that was a tiebreaker. Maybe so, but I but I think that his his chances are much better and even of, of succeeding. Yeah. Well, I've I've said some great things about Luke, and uh, they've uh, translated that into support, and uh, I'm I'm fine to leave it with there. He he's been a really good ally. He was the our partner in the uh, one of our more successful uh, laws that is reducing the dropout rate dramatically in Indiana. So he's a person I've known, liked, and admired, and hope he wins. Governor, what are your thoughts on the report today? First of all, again, uh, here too, it's great news. It's good news, but don't overread it. Uh, I think the revenue report makes it very plain that the uh, record-breaking efficiency with which the Department of Revenue has been processing returns uh, has inflated the April uh, revenue versus all previous years. There's something like 15%, couple, more than 200,000 returns faster than the past, and so it's really, that's, a lot of that's going to reverse. Uh, in May, and so May will, versus the, what had been predicted is, I think, certain to look a little lower. So let's wait and see how it smooths out. But um, every indication we have is that factoring for, for that timing issue, um, revenue remains uh, at least at and probably a little ahead of the forecast. Meanwhile, spending is considerably below budgeted levels, and so the resulting surplus, which is already clearly going to be well over a billion and a half, probably going to go up a little bit. Um, but, but be careful not to uh, note the, the really important qualifiers, the way in which the, the uh, more efficient processing of payments, and refunds too, by the way, uh, has uh, inflated these numbers versus the timing we expected. Anybody else? Thank you very much. Thank you. Yep.